Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, the innovator of violence, the landlord of the house of hardcore, and the heart and soul of professional wrestling, Tommy Dreamer and I talk about Wednesday night. That's right. NXT, AEW, both shows, great main events. Adam Cole and Finn Balor for the NXT World Heavyweight Champion. And of course, the turn of MJF on the inner circle. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. It seems every Thursday morning, two really good shows from AEW and NXT last night. I, uh, If I was wearing a hat, don't know what hat it would be. I would take it off and salute the creative, the both the wrestlers, uh, management for on um, both both brands from AEW and NXT because they delivered two home run shows. And when I tell you, I just watched it. I woke up pretty damn early to watch the shows, so they're fresh in my head. They, uh, man, not only did they deliver solid shows but they set the table for upcoming weeks and really, really like wet your appetite of, wow, look what's coming and and happening next. They did a great phenomenal job. It really got my creative juices flowing in the sense of, I was like, God, this is pure genius on both creative sides. Oh, it was great. I loved it. And, and you know what? I, I'm going to start with what I thought was the biggest thing. And, and listen, there was a lot of big things that happened last night. So what I feel is the biggest thing might be a little bit different than you or the Busted Open Nation. But the ending of AEW last night I thought was fantastic. Uh, MJF. Because he's kind of creeped back into the scene. And you talk about creeping back into the scene and then the knockout punch at the end of that show where he has now that new faction and the way it happened, the way he was able to get inside the inner circle, destroy it, and then do what he was able to do last night with that reveal with FTR, Sean Spears. I I, I really thought the ending of AEW, they really knocked it outside the outside out of the park. And I, you know what, Tommy, I think they needed to do that. I think that was something that they really needed to do coming off of that pay-per-view from Sunday night. Absolutely. Um, Listen, I always go the old school route and old school will never die, but we have seen two amazing things happen within the last couple of weeks. When uh, Adam Cole tried reuniting with, um, uh, was it with Roderick? No. Yeah. With Roderick Strong. Yep. And he punched him. Uh, and then last night with the inner circle. Why I say old school. They're probably one of the best turns I've ever seen 
And something that really hooked me in, you go and find it on YouTube, was from Memphis Wrestling with Eddie Gilbert and Tommy Rich when they had they had formed uh, the new Fabulous Ones. And then Eddie, of course, turned on Tommy. And then Tommy whooped his ass and Eddie was gushing blood. And he like, Tommy's like, I'm not going to fall for this. I'm not going to fall for this. And then all of a sudden they, they reconnect and they walk off. You don't even see the turn on camera. And then boom, you hear just Lance Russell go, Oh no. And then Eddie Gilbert beats the piss out of Tommy rich leaves him laying same thing. The turn that you saw uh, with um, Adam Cole. And then last night, the, the remnants of that, where, the fans so thought MJF was about to get his ass kicked finally. And the way he was selling and begging off what he's doing, he's buying time for his group to form. And that was such a great swerve and take you on such an emotional roller coaster where, yeah, uh, the heel outsmarted the baby face, but guess what? The inner circle aren't baby faces until now. It was brilliant. And you saw so many different twists and turns. Uh, you know, Eddie Kingston, solidified babyface, and just so much great stuff last night. Uh, it goes on and on. You know, it really does. And, and the thing about it, and that's the biggest thing, Tommy, is what you just said. Like, the inner circle were supposed to, you know, be heels, but they were getting cheered. People love Jericho. Every time Chris Jericho comes out, they sing along to Judas. Uh, MJF started to start getting some cheers, right? Because he's connected with Jericho and the inner circle. You needed to have that happen last night. MJF should be the biggest heel for AEW. He's also the youngest. This is the future of not only AEW, but pro wrestling. When you look at heels and people argue about, can you really be a heel anymore in pro wrestling in 2021? Yes, you can. And I think the example of that is MJF. You don't need to go low. You don't need to go blue. You know, you, you know there are ways to be hated and to be a heel in this current climate in 2021. And the prime example is MJF. Absolutely. There's, um, he does it with his social media. He does it with his actions. He is, uh, a thinking man's wrestler. And I think of, uh, you and I talk about this a lot. He reminds me of a Roddy Piper and that's how good he is at that, at this age, uh, what he has done. And I mean, again, that like you think about what the future can now hold, you're definitely going to have some sort of war games type of match with the inner circle and whatever this new group is. But you think about the, the group that he's got, he's got Wardlow himself, Tully Blanchard, uh, Spears and uh, FTR. That is one hell of a heel ass group. And, you know, you have, you look at with uh, Sammy returning, Sammy returning, and he was right which then has elevated him. There's so many different ways to go about, but a lot of stars were made and it'll continue to have stars. There's so many different, you know, uh, Matt Hardy now has the butcher, the blade and the bunny in his little stable. So many things. And if you think about revolution is kind of was a turning point for, and I look at it, what we do after WrestleMania So uh, it it made sense. It was a lot to digest, but it wasn't 
The best part about this, as opposed to the Monday night wars back in the day, there was a lot of forgettable segments and forgettable things that happened because they just were so concentrated on who's flipping the channel, who's doing this. That's why I always say hunker down. You stick to what you know. This is your game plan, and this is how we're going to grind out, and we're going to win. And both teams seem to be doing that. And when I say teams, it's NXT and AEW. And AEW, they gave us – we talked about the go-home show being so, so strong. And this is the new show. I mean, we have Lance Hoyt and Sting, who who Lance said um, on this show he wants to face Sting. Christian, Kenny Omega, think of all these things on this side. Then on the other side, after an amazing main event uh, with Finn and Adam Cole – you watch him watch two other guys fight the return of Kyle O'Reilly. And then the camera pans away, camera pans back. Uh, Karrion Cross is standing behind him. And now you have the face off and we already know NXT takeover is coming. I mean, there's so many, this is a, a game of chess and there's so many pieces of chess being moved. Phenomenal. And who benefits? We do the wrestling fans. Yeah, I think the best storylines are coming out of Wednesday between NXT and AEW. Hello, everyone. This is Bruce Murray. You may know me as host of the SiriusXM Blitz on SiriusXM NFL Radio. Here now to introduce you to my new podcast, Going Long. Every week, I'll talk to big names both in and out of the world of sports, Hall of Famers, actors, actresses, comedians, broadcasters, maybe even some chefs. We'll discuss their lives, their successes, their failures, and of course, the one thing that connects all of them, a passion for sports. So join me every Thursday on the Sirius SiriusXM app, Pandora, Stitcher, and Apple Podcast for going long. But you know what? That was one hell of a moment last night with Eddie Kingston. And I thought he did a phenomenal job of saying, you know what? It happened. Fuck it. Let's move on. And I think even myself, as pumped as I was about that match, I'm ready to move on, forget, and move forward. So much to uh, digest here. Uh, I got to tell you one thing that has been phenomenal on both Wednesday nights shows is they're allowing talents that can talk to talk. And there's becoming a believability factor with talents and what they're saying. Dave, you and I are also old school wrestling fans. If you think about it, did Ravishing Rick Rude need Bobby Heenan? No, he could talk. What was the old adage where, well, if a guy can't talk, you give him a manager. And then managers kind of just disappeared. Now there's uh, tons of people in their corners, especially with AEW. They're the ones who brought back uh, the manager to the total apex of what they are. And, you know, hopefully we see more involvement from the heel manager like a Tully Blanchard is doing. But a lot of the 80s wrestlers, they could all talk. They could talk people in and you had your great ones, the Ric Flair's, the Dusty Rhodes, even Hulk Hogan's, Roddy Piper's. The list goes on and on where everyone had this credibility about about them. A lot of wrestlers now in both AEW and NXT, they're giving themselves their own credibility. Uh, I was blessed to have, you know, Paul Heyman coach us. And when we were talking, he would let us just have our own creativity. And that really, really helped us. There's trust me. There's been a, for a long time, a generation of wrestlers that I don't believe in and uh, can't talk. They think they can talk, but they can't. 
And now we're seeing this resurgence of people. Why? Because they're letting them tell the truth. Eddie Kingston's story about doing all that stuff and John Moxley uh, talking about this mess up. You know what? If you're a heel, you're going to backtrack. You're going to say everything possible. Yes, the exploding death uh, match ring did not explode to the way they wanted to. Even Mick Foley went on social media saying AEW should uh, basically say, I've been in the ring where it didn't happen, didn't explode. They should come forward and just move on with it. They're making a storyline out of something that was that is real. You're going to have your naysayers uh, hate it, but they're just going to hate it just for the sake of hate, hating it. Putting the heat, even as putting the heat on impact or putting the heat on uh, Kenny Omega or and Don Callis's promo, it's like, hey, I'm a heel. I'm not going to deliver. I'm the one that beat you. Why? I'm not going to deliver because then I piss the fans off. Yeah, I love it. I personally really do. And then when you talk about with uh, Eddie Kingston and like people like, oh, why did he sell like he was dead, all this stuff. And again, I always kind of look to the past. When you talk about uh, PTSD or whatever shell shock that you have, that is so, so real. I remember, and this was before I was, took massive amounts of head trauma through my career. Uh, woman, uh, I grab her and I'm waiting for Sandman to cane me and I felt it coming and I reacted before I even got hit. And then like, I realized when I did it and I was like, what the hell is going on with me? I didn't get hit. And then all of a sudden, whack. And I was just like, I was so upset about me flinching before it happened that it just like, I don't know if I felt it, but whatever that case may be, that is so real. And that is so real to anybody. If I literally tell you, hey, Dave, uh, I'm going to hit you. You don't know when, and you're just going to have to stand there and take it. And there was a lot of like people hating on Eddie Kingston. He literally had his head down and his eyes covered, and you hear stuff. And yes, you got to react to things. But if I'm telling you, hey, Dave, I'm going to punch you in your balls, put your hands behind your back. Every time I inch forward, you're going to cringe. You're going to do this. Literally, that would happen to every single person because guess what? We're human. Uh, and then, but if you want, put on top of it all the bumps, all the stuff, all these things that have happened to you, it's going to, like Eddie went, literally went out there, did his job. He reacted to what he thought he was going, was going to happen. Plus, he couldn't see it. And I'm telling you from the time that it happened to me and he, I'm I know Eddie and I'm sure he, and all those guys in that match were probably so pissed that it happened because it's, they had a great match. And then you're going to have people, especially in this generation, you've had literally professional wrestlers, big tough men say, Hey, you know what? It gets to me when people say this about me, when people say this about you, because you also never know who could be reading that stuff. And when you live in that world that, you know, you expose yourself to the, the criticism, which is fine. I let it roll off my back or I confront the people and I ask them, blah, 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 blah. But I'm just trying to tell you from example, I wish the world knew how close, you know, ECW, we did a lot of things for first. The first time a wrestler went through the ring was Taz and Bam Bam Bigelow. And it happened on pay-per-view live. And if the fans only knew 
how close it came for that not happening because they couldn't get the latch open where there was wrestlers, Danny Doring, Mikey Whipwrecker underneath the ring during a live show where guys, the loudness under the ring, and they're trying to kick the latch open of this thing that someone said, hey, it's going to open fine. Maybe they didn't account for a Bam Bam Bigelow and a Taz on top of it. And it was seconds before it was happening. And we didn't have headsets. We didn't do, they were doing stuff that became iconic because it happened, but there was so much risk where they would have just, it would have hurt the hell out of Taz. But if that ring didn't break and that was like the planned finish. So you have, and then after that, you know, you, you've seen the rings break all the time. Uh, you also saw wrestlers get hurt from that hinge that stepped up. That was in WCW or wrestlers sued, but it came from, no one would have known what would happen then, but that iconic moment in professional wrestling history that literally changed the business because everybody used the go through the ring after that almost didn't happen. And even Mick Foley with his tweet, he's been part of bad stuff like that. I, me and Ryan on Saturday talked about, and, and you and I did, three times in ECW, we did exploding stuff. And the reason why Paul literally said, I'm never doing this ever again, because all three times it were duds. It's really, really hard to get that going. And even you could have the best pyro guys. You could have the best of everything. Stuff's going to go wrong. I saw in one uh, on this show, I don't know if it was NXT or AEW, pyro didn't go off in one of the corners. They had only three posts go off. And I was just like, wow, look, look at that. After what everyone's talking about, because stuff like that happens and it happens all the time. So you shouldn't be uber critical. And to make this into an angle is phenomenal because guess what? I'm a heel and I'm going to be the biggest. And when you talked about MJF, I'm going to be the biggest heel. I'm going to put all the heat on everybody else. Why? Because that's what heels do. Hey, everyone. This is Lisa Ann, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, The Lisa Ann Experience. This is my chance to share with you my experiences, past and present, including how I went from living in the fantasy world of adult films to talking fantasy sports on Sirius XM. Each week, I'll introduce you to some of the people I've met on my journey and invite friends on to help me read through the endless ridiculousness that lands in my inbox. New episodes are available every Wednesday on the SiriusXM app and Apple Podcasts. In their first defense, on the same show where they are awarded those tag team titles, they lose to now new champions, Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart. Yeah. Um, when I saw all this, uh, first of all, I loved the segment with Regal because he does uh, add uh, credibility to it the segment and all the women lined up there and it's such a deep deep roster and the fact that they did that uh, first when they came out i was like where are they going where are they going for me i actually was hoping like him putting over all these women uh a heel would step up i would have loved to see taya valkyrie it do her full entrance mm -hmm. through all the women like that because that is another bona fide star that you have and have her walk through all the women like, ew, you're all gross. Here's a new queen. Uh, but that's just me and my crazy head. I loved the presentation. I, I loved the challenger stepping up. The moment that they lost, I literally said, up, oh, here goes, uh, they're going to, Gonzalez is going to go to Raw or SmackDown. Here she goes, she's gone. And then 
they made it better when the champion basically said, you're next. And that was like, whoa, where are we going to go from here? And obviously that match will be probably for takeover. But they did a very, very, I feel, a good job with a bad situation. We were talking about that before with AEW. Yeah, you're coming off. But Dave, I don't feel that loss hurt the two ladies because uh, I just don't. I, you know, it's like, I know it's a separate brand, but it will always be that it's Raw, it's SmackDown, it's NXT. It's that in that order. I know that may not what the fans want, but perception will be you haven't, you can make it as long as you, you, you can make it so high in NXT, but if you haven't made it on Raw or SmackDown, you're still in, you're in AAA. Yeah. You're in college football. I tell you that yep. all the time. College football has its insane uh, fan base. It makes a lot of money, but there are great players who played college football and they're beloved. But when they go to the NFL, they're not so, so beloved or used to their capabilities. That will always be that stigma for NXT. Yeah. And I agree with you. And I think that's apparent by what they did last night. Also too, Tommy, Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai, Dakota Kai are heels, correct? They're a heel tag team. Are they? I mean, they won a tournament. They win the trophy. They get awarded a, a shot to go up against Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. They get screwed in the match. They should never have lost that match. Then they get awarded these tag team titles. On the same night, they're awarded these tag team titles. They're put in a match against Sachi Blackheart and Ember Moon, and they lose. Like, I'm looking at Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. I'm like, I'm supposed to hate them? I feel bad for them. They just got screwed. I think, listen, they're doing a two-night takeover on a brand-new network. If you're looking at where is the money for my women's championship, and you always got to remember, David, I disagree with this, but through the history of the WWE, tag team wrestling is secondary. That's always been their history. It's always the world title. And then it's the intercontinental title. Then it's the tag titles. Now, that's how it used to be. Now it's the world title the women's title and everything falls underneath it. That's the business that we're in. So I don't have a problem. I agree with your assessment, but I don't have a problem with what they're doing because obviously they're going in a bigger, uh, bigger direction with uh, Gonzalez. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, I was listening to the commentary, how they're putting over um, who, what's the name of the champion? Uh, Io Shirai. Io, Io Shirai. I apologize. They're putting her over as the best. They're putting her over like she's the next Asuka. And when Gonzalez stood up, I was like, whoa, that's a hell of a shot right there. Yep. Just like the same hell of a shot they did with Finn Balor and Karrion Cross. Listen, WWE does a lot of things frigging great. And those are things they do great. Camera angles, all that stuff where it's just like, you really got to see the size difference between the two you got to see um the size difference with cross and finn balor but then what did finn balor do he stepped up and it's this i think there's a big line blurred between good and bad with nxt 
as opposed to AEW. I'm a firm believer in good and bad. I think you could have tops one tweener, two, but besides that, it always has to be good versus bad. Uh, I don't think they that matters. We know that doesn't matter in uh, the WWE's world. I literally watched Monday Night Raw, and it was AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. Phenomenal match. Phenomenal match. Phenomenal guys. But then I'm like, who's the heel? Who's the baby face? Is Randy the baby face because he's doing all this stuff with Alexa Bliss and, and The Fiend? But then I'm like, no, wait. But he's supposed to be the heel in this feud because The Fiend is now the baby face. I'm confused. But I, it's okay because I know I'm getting good matches. I think it's going to be a lot. This is booking with no fans in attendance. Yes. I think it's when it, it has it has to change because it's a big difference. Why you know before all this live events were very very down. You need to go into these. You know once the world opens up again, which is coming up a lot quicker than a lot of us thought. You have to, I feel, go full blown heels, good versus bad. Because we've all been dealing with good versus bad. Coronavirus is bad. Outside meeting people is bad. Uh, we are good. We stay home. That's That has been our psyche. Now, coming out of all this, it's good. it should be good versus bad. And bad's going to screw us for a little bit, but good has to prevail. We have to feel safe, secure, and happy when we go to these events. When we're going to shell down money to go out there and see these because the fans are going to be feeling a little scared. It was this person sitting too close to me, all this stuff. So you need that to me to draw. That is how wrestling has drew forever. It's good versus bad. And I, and I believe NXT blurs those lines a lot more than AEW. There's no doubt about it. I totally agree with you. Well, I NXT, should say the WWE, not, not, not so much NXT. Yeah. Well, and again, and, and, phenomenal, phenomenal shows where, I mean, there's, this isn't really nitpicking. This is just like what we're saying. Like, who was the heels? Who was the baby faces? Well, it's the basics, right? I mean, you know, it, it comes down to pro wrestling has always come down to storytelling and good versus evil. And uh, especially over this last year, maybe it is because of the pandemic, because you're not getting those reactions from a crowd. Things have kind of changed or the perception, I should say, has kind of changed. But it's going to be interesting to see what happens with NXT. And more, more specifically to your point, Tommy, what's going to happen to Raquel Gonzalez? Because I agree with you. The reason they're no longer the tag team champions, because I really do think they have high hopes for Gonzalez, whether it's in that women's scene on NXT or possibly going to Monday Night Raw. Hey, everybody, this is Fran Frischella, host of the podcast World of Basketball. The game of basketball has truly become a global game. Markovic fires it into Mickey, and somehow it goes in. Each week, I talk with the players, coaches, and executives who have led the way in growing the game of basketball around. The world. Real Madrid have stolen victory from the jaws of defeat. Episodes are available every Thursday on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. Finn uh, your champ. There's so many questions, speculations. You know, uh, Cross with his lady, Scarlet. Do you think that we're maybe get the demon at NXT crossover? I think that would be a very, very cool draw. Uh, draw to try to get people to watch it because again dave we're talking about this isn't just on the network this is on a brand new network 
and it's going to be two nights, just like the W WrestleMania is going to be two nights. They're going to go all in for everything. And the other thing I was going to talk uh, about before we had to go to break was our last caller. What was his name? Steve from Pennsylvania. Uh, Jason in Louisiana. Him too. Uh, <laughs> the bigger difference is what we're setting up with AEW is you're going to be able to witness that probably for free somewhere on a Wednesday night, as opposed to what you're going to have to pay for yep. uh, on NXT on the Peacock network, which right. I just got a lovely email from the WWE saying if I exclusively sign up for the Peacock network, it's a uh, $2.50. I may do that. Oh, that's actually a really good deal. And you're How right. About a newspaper's $3, by the way. Yeah, that's nuts. Remember when it was just a quarter? Like a daily newspaper was a quarter. I went to play Lotto yesterday, and I saw a big sign, Daily News, now $3, post $2. And I was like, $3? No wonder why it's a dying industry. How much do you like trees? I got like 30 of them in my backyard. There's thousands of them. I live on it. You have thousands of trees by you. Paper's like everywhere. It's easy. Oh, my God. I got to knock down some of these trees, unfortunately, because if they, you know, they're too close to the house. Just let God do it. Yeah, and it falls on my house. Okay, it's not gonna it's not gonna destroy your house. You don't live in a car. If a tree falls on the house, it's gonna destroy the house. No, it just your roof stops. You gotta have re I reinforce my roof every day. I'm up there with you know, just walking around. I shake the house. Bubba's coming over. I go, Oh, Beulah, go reinforce the roof. Bubba's coming over. (laughs) Well And then the tree just stops on your house and then you file a claim with your insurance and then they say well, we'll only cover because it's an act of God. And thank you for paying insurance because they suck. That's why I don't live yeah. in that world, Dave. That's why I live in my fantasy Zoom box every day. That's why I, I, I love your in. fantasy wrestling Zoom box. and in I my Zoom that. box. I'm the man in the Zoom box. I have a heart attack because I drink coffee. Okay. Are you having uh, caffeine like withdrawals this morning? I fell asleep when uh, Robert from Patterson, New Jersey called in. What oh, Jason I just had a doze. Gabby, like, text me, wake up, and I have the vibrator on. I'm like, oh, sorry, Gabby. Oh. What is he talking about? <laughs> well, it's, it's good that you're paying attention to the phone calls, some of them. No, I was, I'm was. i joking. Know. I'm always paying I know, attention. Yeah. I haven't eaten one thing yet this entire thing. I pitched a whole segment, but the show has been so serious. I don't even think we can get to it. I've been wearing the same Andre the fucking Giant shirt. Oh, it's an Andre the Giant t-shirt? Yeah, that's right. Uh, I'm not even playing the game anymore. I was going to say we're going to play it after we have Blue Meanie on at 11. But no, no that's it was not Andre the Giant. Ah, and nice you know why everyone's going to say he wasn't on the show this he wasn't on TV. I'm wearing the same shirt that Edge was wearing on SmackDown. That's right. I'm so tired. I gave away my own segment. I'm not going to wow, eat bad food. Good. You people don't know how I think. Only I know <laughs> how I think. You're all against me. Who said that? <laughs> we, we, could, we could have done the segment later on. Nah, it's, it's too, we're too early. serious. It's too Bueller's serious. mad today. at me anyway because she doesn't like when I eat expired food. That was a good one. I'm going to save well, it till next week. Save for well, next let's week. E- all right, but let's explain, please, because people probably have no idea what you're talking about right now. What you were planning on doing today. Mm-hmm. And you're right. There's a lot to talk about. Plus, Boomini, we have a guest. So we probably weren't going to be able to get to it today. So we'll do it next week. What you, you were going to do you is you're wearing the shirt that you wore last week that no one was able to guess. So what no. you were going to do is if somebody was able to guess what shirt you were wearing, you and found. Nobody guessed it last time. That's what I said. I just said that. 
You're, you really, I, I, I can tell you haven't had any caffeine today. Maybe I'm stroking me out here. too. Follow me I don't here. need coffee. I'm good. Gave me a heart attack. Okay. Well, I want your health first, safety first. So what you were going to do is if somebody guessed your t-shirt, you found a turkey in the back of your refrigerator that expired a month ago. If somebody was able to guess your shirt, you were going to eat the expired turkey. I'll save it for next week. I so just that means got it's going to be five I weeks got, expired. I got 10 new t-shirts. I just got, I got some massively obscure t-shirts. I'll use my brain a little bit more and we'll, I'll hold the turkey till next week. You ruin the bit. You ruin my segment and my shirt really smells. I haven't washed it since. No, but we could, we could do it next week. By the way, speaking of shirts and we're going to get into the main event of NXT. I don't want to get too far off. But I do have to say this because it actually happened last week and you and I haven't been able to talk about it yet. But as you know, I do my WrestleMania t-shirt challenge on social media, on, on Instagram and also um, on all the platforms here of Busted Open at David LeGrand. Yes. One. So every day, and I've been doing it the last 39 days, every day I wear a different pro wrestling t-shirt mm-hmm. all the way up to WrestleMania. And I asked the nation to post some of their shirts that they're wearing as well, which the nation has, has loves it. They, they do a great job of posting their T-shirts. Peter Rosenberg, who uh, is on Hot 97 in the mornings and on the Michael K. Show in the afternoon, talked about my WrestleMania T-shirt challenge last week on the Michael K. Show, making fun of it, saying that the shirts that I wear, nobody's ever heard of these wrestlers. They, I, I got, I must have got these shirts for free because they're not his shill WWE t-shirts. Shill, uh, may I repeat, shill. He wears retro WWE shirts or things that you can currently buy on WWEshop.com. He's also the host of Cheap Heat. Shill. Is there a like point I'm wearing this? a Ric Flair Terry Funk t-shirt? How does that make uh, you know why? Because I'm not a shill. I'm not thinking. Oh my God, WWE like me because I'm wearing a Shotzi Blackheart t-shirt today. So like me, WWE like me. Maybe I'll host a takeover special for WrestleMania. Like me. I gotta out. I gotta out. You know, shill Sam Roberts because if if Sam shills more than me, he's gonna get the takeover. Oh, you know, if Peter out shills me, then he's gonna get the pay per view. Nobody calls me. You know why? Because I wear whatever fucking shirt I want to wear. Who got you that shirt, David? Tommy fucking Dreamer. That's right, Tommy Dreamer got me this Terry Funk Ric Flair. I quit. History for why did I get it for you? Because you love me and you know, I love pro wrestling and the I quit match is my favorite all time match. And that's a special Christmas present. There you go. But Dave, listen, listen, Dave, I know you get a little crazy. You get a little nuts. You're yelling at people who are not even on this show. I understand they talk about it on all those shows combined. Don't hold a flicker to our show with the ratings. That's all I got to say. I get the ratings report every single week. I know what we're doing. It's all good, Dave. Here's your Bailey shirt. Why aren't you wearing a Bailey shirt? You know why? Because I don't want to wear a Bailey shirt. Because I'm not a shell.
Oh, LaGreca, you love AEW. Well, you know what? I'll wear a powerhouse Hobbs shirt one day, and then I'll wear a Randy Orton shirt the next day, and then I'll wear a Tommy Wildfire. That's right, Tommy Wildfire Rich. Never heard of him. You know why? Because you're not a real wrestling fan. You're sports entertainment is. That's what you become. Sports entertainment is. Shill. 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 Coming to you next week on WWEshop.com, the retro Robert Strauss shirt worn by Rosenberg. He's been in the company a total of two years. Retro shirt. Like me. Like me. I need to be liked. Like me. Look at you with the shirt I'm wearing today. Can you calm down? He is a former 24-7 champion. Yeah, oh yeah, so that's why spent. he got. You're not going to hold twenty four seven. No, 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 no. <laughs> Tommy, at this rate, the bar stool guy is going to get that title before Dave. Oh, does. oh yeah. By the way, the bar stool guys, just so they can get, I get a little respect to those guys. Little fu. They're they're on the takeover, and then less than a week later, they're on AEW Dynamite. That's a suck it moment. Suck it. Are you okay? I'm yeah, having a heart attack. Right. You're going to have another brain. But here's the thing. I put over Peter Rosenberg Uh-oh. all the time on and this show. And he made fun of me. Well, stop and talking about him. him. Stop talking about him. Calm down. They've plucked everyone. They got everybody in their pocket. Oh, yeah. welcome, to, welcome to my ECW world. It goes so deep. We're going to find out Marissa works for the WWE. Oh, my God. It's He's like, getting a paycheck. Oh. It's like Paul Heyman. Come on now. It's You know You're what it is? It's Vince McMahon in the 80s all over again. You know, people are bitching and complaining about, oh, that this, what was this guy, Jason in Louisiana? I, I, he's taking Vince's toy. What the fuck do you think Vince McMahon did in 1984, huh? What do you think he did? Oh, let me get these indie wrestlers that nobody ever heard about and now put them in my company as I'm going national on national TV. No! Let me take the Junkyard Dog from Mid-South. Let me take Hulk Hogan from the AWA. What about that great career, Mr. Paul Orndorff, Roddy Piper, Great to Hammer Valentine. What about that great career, Mr. number two had in Atlanta for the WWE? Let me take Freddie Miller. What did he do to those beloved stars that you love so much, Dave? Job them out. <laughs> Let it go, bro. But no, but Let then you go. get full culture. Are you taking Vince's toys? Yeah, Vince McMahon did the same shit. Welcome to the party, pal. It's, listen, it's the the nation... It's their opinion, though, if it's right or if it's wrong, you can still have an educated debate with somebody. You don't have to yell. People won't be calling. They don't want to be get yelled at you. I know you, you're Junkyard rocking it. Junkyard Dog was a badass. Junkyard Dog was a badass. He was the flagship for Mid-South Wrestling. He was at the top of the card. Vince McMahon took him. He's in the middle of the car going, ow, grab them cakes, ow. Fucking guy was a badass. Well, I also what think unreliability. unreliability. Ronnie Garvin, and- a world champion. He put him in, a, fucking made him a referee. Uh, is there a way I can mute him? And I'll just talk to the nation. He took Freddie nation. Miller, for God's sakes. Be there. Yep. Nick I Cochran. can turn his mic down. 
You want me to do that? I took Nick Bockwinkle, just Tommy. put a suit on him, and had him do commentating once. It was terrible. And then, see you later, pal. My word. Oh, my word. <laughs> see, I made you laugh. <laughs> see? Now we can get back on track. Am Little I Lord wrong Alfred here? Hayes makes Am everybody happy. Am I wrong? And, and, and if it, is, has anything I said wrong? Mm, no. But this went from uh, <laughs> Rosenberg making fun of your T-shirts Terrible to job. Vince McMahon and current AEW. Kind of went because, off the rails. That's normally because what he's bike. doing. Let me finish. What what he they're doing now is they're use uh, we're we're the territory, Tommy. Oh, we're building a we're building a show here. You know what? Let me grab I don't know Dick Eagle. Let God me grab from them busted open. Let me Let grab, me grab Matt Camp. God. Oh wait, wait till you see. Oh boy, you think this cast of characters is gonna stay here? Oh no, 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 my friend. They'll be gone. Believe me. They'll go to the evil empire, drinking champagne cocktails down I-95 in Stanford, Connecticut with Matt Camp and Dick Eagle. And then who knows, Mark Henry and Bully will show up on the bump. Dave. Yes, I will I will tell you right here and right now, flat out, that I will never leave this program to go to WWE, particularly because I need to go to AEW so I can fix their sound issues. Yeah. Well, that, <sighs> hey, everyone. This is former NFL linebacker and current SiriusXM NFL radio host, Kirk Morrison. And I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, Total Coverage. Each week, I'll be joined by some of the greatest minds in the game as we explore the hows and the whys behind the week's biggest results. Whether we're breaking down player techniques, game plans, or coaching philosophies, we'll explain the details that define our favorite performances. New episodes will be available every Tuesday on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. MJF got the last laugh, and you thought he was going to get a beatdown from Chris Jericho and a baseball bat, but... Unfortunately, it was Jericho that was laying on the mat bleeding. Yeah, that was uh, good. That was real good. <laughs> and you only get that type of analysis right here on Busted Open. I've been giving great analysis. <laughs> analysis. I'm looking at Twitter. I was distracted. <laughs> Somebody said I was trending. I was wondering if I died. Oh, boy. Yeah, because people were worried that you had that heart attack. Maybe you but did. But I didn't. It was a joke. A I forgot. Everything I say has to be a trend. I didn't have a heart attack. I had too much caffeine. But, but I joke about this show, and I joke in my very Stephen Wright-esque humor. I did not have a heart attack. Why am I trending? Did I get released by one of my favorite teams, my football teams? I, I I would be devastated if you got released from House of Hardcore. If House of Hardcore released you, Tommy, I would be devastated to hear that. No. Well, they, all our football teams make uh, the move. They release players. The Chiefs just released Eric Fisher, their number one pick. Breaking news. Breaking news if I was on a sports show, but I'm not. Oh, do we have breaking news? Break, Let's talk have, about that. Do we have the breaking news sounder? Yeah, hang on. Okay. Open. We'll be Wait. back moment. That's the oh, that's one. something that's no, we're not Oh my god, it. we messed up. Cancel the show. <laughs> oh, oh my god. god. Oh, the my god. Go off. oh my god, we had audio issues. Oh, audio issues. 
credits on the show. Oh my God, Tommy Dreamer dyed his beard. He looks like he was eating Entenmann's chocolate donuts again on the air. Oh my God, Dave has blue glasses. He normally has gray. Cancel the show. This show sucks. Kevin Mitchell's to blame. By the way, I didn't know Kevin Mitchell works for AEW. He was great with the Mets. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Was it Kevin? Didn't Kevin Mitchell play with the Mets? Yes. Did I say Kevin Mitchell instead of Keith? You Mitchell? said Kevin Mitchell. Yeah. Eh, him too. <laughs> let's get let's get to MJF and that segment. That oh, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. Uh, let's nitpick. You didn't sell the super kick, Gigi. You said Kevin, not Keith, Gigi. Tommy Dreamer was trending because he said he had a heart attack on a show. I did it, Gigi. Gentlemen, I need to apologize. I know that audio snafu will cost us the Marconi Award. Well, yeah, that's I, blame. I blame. Yeah, that's been thrown out the window a long time ago. Blame myself. Lou Marconi? Lou Marconi from uh, Pittsburgh is an independent wrestler. I don't even know if you're still alive. Lou, if you're listening, we just gave you a shout out. I didn't know we had an award about you. That's right. Lou Marconi, we hope, is still with us. Also, Tommy is definitely still with us. He did not have a heart attack. It was just bad indigestion and too much caffeine. It wasn't indigestion. Then there's going to be fat jokes of flying. You just gave <laughs> Bubba more info. It was too much caffeine because I got the same feeling once I drank. I already explained myself. Oh. MJF, well, can we go back to I just MJF's a piece of shit. Can we just say that? MJF is a piece. He's a human stain, piece of garbage, filth, shit. Vo- he's like a dog eating shit and then vomiting the shit up. That's MJF. That happens. That does happen. That's MJF. He shit puke. He's, MJF is a his new name is officially shit puke. Here on Busted you should get Open. that T-shirt. When your dog eats your other dog's poop and then throws it up, it's the worst smell. It actually happened in the Dreamer household last night, and it's now deemed shit poop, pook, shit puke. I messed up. And that's MJF's new shirt. I'm shit That's right. Puke. He is. He is human garbage, but he is a piece of shit. He said some terrible things about the lovely Violetta. He is definitely a human stain. But one thing he is not is dumb. MJF is smart, and it sounds like he's got his own inner circle. FTR, Tully Blanchard, Sean Spears, who, again, I was just talking about Sean Spears last week with Bully saying, what the hell is going on with this guy? We need to see him. Makes his return, and now a part of the faction of MJF. Really, really looking forward to what they could be possibly doing with AEW. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.